2: Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 33. Crunching Gears on tour this week. Uh, we had the pleasure of going up to CM uh, Motorsport Sales, just over there, on Saturday past. And I have to say that Marty and all the guys up there made us very welcome. What uh, a fantastic facility. CNM has been going since '95, but the, the Rally Car sales has only been going a few short years, Connor, and they've made a great job of it so far.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely, sorry. You know, that's a great business they've built in, as you say, in a very short period of time. And, uh, you know, they're making a name for themselves. And, you know, you had the opportunity not only just to see around the place, but also to get a chance to look at some, you know, very interesting rally cars that they have as well.
0: Yeah, oh,
2: like, you know, like the Fabia WRC, you know, like the Focus. And then to see the Ari Valtner's Escort WRC being brought off the trailer, like, wow, you know, that that's magic i have to say and then you know a few couple of other cars about the place as well too it really is really good and then uh i have to say marty and all the guys very given of their time very open very genuine um marty brought me up upstairs and showed me like, all different spares and all they have as well too and like that's mind-blowing so Like they have a gravel kit for a Polo, you know stuff for a focus wrc you know uh, loads of stuff for fiestas you know like it's I would say, if you're stuck for a part,
3: (laughs) give the guys a call. (laughs) Absolutely. And, you know, they're a key sponsor of John Armstrong as well. And, you know, John was there for the day, so you had a chance to catch up with him as well.
2: Yeah, I think, John, we know, we always talk about how good John is. ERC champion, rally three there as well, too, you know. And they they also, on the day, announced then that that John and Marty are doing five miles out next year. And I think that's going to be the start of something there. You know, I think there's... Hopefully, there's something brewing there, so fingers crossed for John there. Um, but I think we'll catch up with the guys. Marty, CN Motors has been going since 1995.
4: How did that all begin for you?
5: I started off, and um, Kevin, it's nice for you to be here to here. Thank you very much, first and foremost, for coming today. It's, it's a very, very nice thing for CNM Motors, but also CNM Motorsport. Uh, in 1995, uh, I'd been selling cars probably from 1992, 1993, and I was selling the cars at home. And I always had an interest in cars and always liked nice cars and always up rallying. And so was selling cars at home, I was a joiner as well, couldn't join my hands. So I said, Right, I'm bound to be good at sales because I'm a good talker, so people tell me. So, come a long story short, done it for three years. Probably sold over 200 cars at home. And we got in September 1985 to Clare, And where I worked as a joiner, there was a garage beside it, which would have been Grugen's garage for years. And it was empty. And there was a wee mechanic in the back of it who I got on very well, who, God rest him, he's, he's not about there anymore. And uh, but he helped me with his brother get the guide. So on the first of December '95, CNN Motors was open. Uh, the name again, where it came from, was very simple. There and I would go for a run on a Sunday down to Derry to get something eat. and there was a guide at the Sperrin Raster called M and F, and I said to care okay, Dadly. Like, what about M and C? But he said to me, M and C doesn't sound it. What about C and M? And I says, there we go. There's C and M mother." And that's <laughs> how simple when all started. And it's when, now it's 30 years.
4: Yeah, gonna,
5: that, that's how it started. We started with 10 or 11 or 12 uh, small cars. My mother and father were a great help too, blood rest, and they, they helped us with the, obviously a certain amount of money mm-hmm. they helped me get the money There were only a joiner and a wee cleaner but i they were a like part of my life and uh, helping with, with uh to open C&M motors mm-hmm. and they always were uh, very positive and everything done in the night, from sport, boxing or football or whatever they were very positive people. yeah they,
4: they, they let you do your thing and support you know way it was, it was, it was always in life
5: whether it be good or bad they were always there for you, always there for <laughs> me. Wasn't too much bad now, but I was never caught.
0: <laughs> well, <that's a> <laughs> and
2: then, you know, like, look at the, the, the fantastic facilities you have here now. Look, how many people are you employing? You know, just in the car sales and then in the motorsport type of things as well.
5: Well, we're very, very lucky. We have 11 of us uh, in the car and the car game, right? And the cnm motors, there's 11 of us. We started with uh, a friend of mine called Gavin years ago. He would have cleaned and I would have cleaned and cleaned the cars and, and also sold them. Uh, but now we've all up to 14. We have a very, 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 very good team. We have a team that's here from well, a lot of them is here for years. And there's some of the lads that's here maybe a year. We have a great team and we all get on very well. And that's the most important and we work together well not dry, really, but not too many either <laughs> but no we've built it up it takes a long time to build something up properly and that's what we've done quite content with that.
2: and do they, you they still get the same buzz from some you know we you talked about you know that was your love for you you gave up the joint because this was something you're you passionate about do you still get the same buzz from that as you did back in 95 96.
5: <laughs> truthfully no uh rally cars yes back yeah, big time. I've always had a wild interest and obviously Colin McCrae was my hero. Right. Remember. Absolute remember one on the championship and his group fan press uh um watching him and his focus WRC practic when he could have won the championship. You know, I just they were my highlights and they stand out to me. People like Ari Batman, like you know, what a legend did you ever see him. Ah, uh, just a brilliant, brilliant people and uh, i've got to make some of them I've got to make some of them but uh unfortunately i never met call in reference to selling cars we have two good lads david and gary who do the sales and you motors i try and take a step back from that i might sell cars to people who have sold it for 20 or 25 years 30 years even but i'm more into the motorsport now i love it's, there's a lot of work in it and to do it right it's crazy hmm. amount of hours, crazy work but i, I love it to
4: do it and what prompted them to move into that like you know was
2: it
5: where did you see the opening there for selling the cars like to be honest with you it's very very simple again i always liked it always wanted to do something but COVID came so just before COVID, I kinda I was fed up with the carriage because with a good team, it wasn't that I was fed up, sorry. I wanted to do something else. We had a we have a paper station as well in Sam mouth and we built it up and then what I've done was sold a good well of it and then fit out now. So that meant that I had something big. Uh it, it was already sorry, what's the way to put it? Uh we had sold the goodwill of the business, so I had time, three times, yeah. three times. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, woke up one morning and I said, I want to do rallies, yes, I'm going to start buying selling rally cars. Because I, every time I had a rally car, I, every time I had a rally car, either sold it myself or, it, like the den or whatever the, the situation. But I nearly always had one cabin sitting here. <laughs> yes. And always put it there, so people walked into the door, They've seen it. So we I couldn't buy cars, that was the big problem. COVID left cars, for example, in England and the BCA or Marine that they were up two or three thousand pounds. And then also a very good friend of mine uh, who worked for me here, his wife took sick. And that problem was were two guys just Sam Wells and here and that problem we say, money. Enough's enough. we we'll closed down Sion, which was all brilliant, but Guy was a real good lad down there, good manager. So, brought him up to me, and her client, uh, who was a very good friend of hers, who's still a very good friend. His wife took sick, unfortunately, at 20, 27, 28 again, so. And I, I wanted to look after him, make sure that he was there for her, and we just decided they had to make like one garage. Let's go and buy it all their carries. And that actually simplified their lives a bit too and it helped other people and give it a bit of a time. To be honest, I have a lot back uh, and I think we're doing very well. And it's something that I wanna push on even more. I
4: Excellent. And like David, uh, maybe you just the David like, you know, how long have you been here yourself? What was your, how did you get involved in this? Well, I've,
6: we're actually in conversation with the Solid that we did. I don't know if Marty remembered it, when I first left the, uh, the school, I we went to the centre and i done mechanical. And I went and I worked for Marty for like four, four days. So I left it Mother and Marty, they were talking so about <laughs> it this. It's not personal, not so, so, Somebody else to leave so was, but, uh-huh. uh, but then I always knew it was and uh, what we done then was just one day I think I sent you a message. Mm-hmm. You had a job position going go on for the service manager here, so it was no more mm-hmm. hacks and um, all the after uh, sales and stuff and vehicles. And uh, to be honest, never really liked um sort of always had a passion for wanting to get in the sales. So I just came in and I started off here in car sales, and then as soon as Marty uh into the rally car sales, spoke we'll the connection to rallying and um, loving stuff for the sport, uh, he brought me along like so.
4: Yeah, and like not only
6: are you selling rally cars,
2: you know, a big part of the business is selling you know, the parts and the spanish cars as well.
6: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a big part of the business, and it's a lot a very, very time consuming to us. Um, sometimes a uh, parts package would come in, and I would look at something, and I wouldn't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have to go on any different platforms and learn the part learn the part number because you could go out and so you can stuff. So, you're not sure what it is, but my in fairness, we uh, have been over this the last maybe two month, months. We've got a big portion of parts, so we have a that's kind of my niche that's kind of where I. That goes well to sales
2: sort so mm-hmm. And like Marty, maybe from your point of view, you know, you, you compete. As you said earlier, that you know, you've been competing for a long number of years. Do you feel that that's giving you an advantage in every? You know, you're buying and selling rally cars. You know what you are looking for, and you, you know you have good contacts as well.
5: I would say, yeah, that's right. The problem is, I could never really drive that well, but I always had good attention to detail, and my rally cars always looked everywhere I went whether it be England, Wales, Scotland, Cork, everybody always said how nice and how well presented their carriage was. Uh, I would be known to have a bit of OCD uh, along with everything else that I've got. But (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of my friends
0: might agree with.
5: But I will say that truthfully, uh, yeah, I've been rallying for maybe 25 years, I haven't done crazy, crazy to you know, like Irish Tarmac Championships. I don't know why I never really and caught, up, caught up in that little business, because it was probably a busy with different things. But, see, through like from the Irish forestry, it's my favourite.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: My favourite thing, like, because the camaraderie that I love, for example, 2014, 2018. I, I remember spending a lot of money every year. <laughs> Unfortunately in two thousand fourteen end up spending a lot of my life with Kenny McKissie in fifteen and sixteen with Iraq, my Subaru 12, and a wrecked me to twelve Eden really killed me and we But We'll go past that one very quickly I think. But uh you no know, definitely I've learned an awful lot. Uh, I know what people like
4: mm-hmm.
5: and a lot of our customers that have gotten me like they're from Portugal, they're from Australia, they're from America. You know, they're not coming over here. To see the car. so they're putting their trust in me so i think that's that's my biggest thing If somebody puts the trust in me and gives you whether it be twenty thousand or two hundred and fifty thousand. it doesn't matter it's the same thing for me and to me that's very important if you look after that portion that's and
2: the, the internet has made the world so small now that, you know that, that that must be a vital part of your business
5: the same believe it or not to See, at CNN Motors, I believe now that I could do way to do this job without the showroom and all that because internet base has got like that where you might have had 20 people coming in a day looking at the cars but now it's actually better because you don't have the time and the amount of staff to have that to, to deal with 20 well Now, if somebody rings from the internet, looks at internet, phone G, they know already kind of what they're after. So it actually helps our job. But you're totally right, Kevin, the internet has come forward to change things. I agree, I'm bad, I suppose, but truthfully, very good for us.
4: Yeah, and like David, maybe from your point of view, like the the internet you, as Marty said there, you know, somebody goes to the effort of getting in contact, you're probably 50% of the way there to making them see, maybe more. Do you feel that that, that's a a good bonus as well? Yeah, it is. We probably
6: take more photographs than anybody does than any other stock. You know, somebody's nearly ringing us and they know every single detail about the car, eh, both inside and outside, paperwork's photographed. It's history, it can be accessed and stuff, so people are accessing um, on our online platform, for advertising. they know a lot of the car, they're actually demolished.
4: And,
2: like, you know, to to find the car, they you know, you know, you just need to do your homework before you just buy the car. What's the process, like, you know, going behind that? You know, like from locating the car to a car London here to a car leaving here. Wouldn't they just be able to bring it in and give it a quick watch and
0: say, oh, it on? it's
2: <laughs> certainly not." Hey,
6: to be honest, Marty knows it, almost the sourcing for so he does. Um, I suppose the big thing when you're buying like cars is getting their get getting the history, and stuff. So, that now the cars come on here? and We've got a spec sheet that we do on um, We go round check because things we did check seat dates. Hey, uh, check present, check all them bits and pieces. Uh, I was just actually chatting to John there before you come on. Uh, one thing we do on all of our cars, uh, it's trivial, like every single car that's the painted and we're in the way build, it's just something we do. And I suppose that's Marty maybe coming from the retail background, uh, It just takes it to a whole new level. Like, that's that's a place that's important for us.
4: Yeah, and like John, from your point of view, like you know the
2: the
7: cars they have here, like the attention to detail,
4: as as is second really, isn't it?
7: Yeah, it's um. It's like a, a kid coming into a candy shop. I think <laughs> here for me, um, it's the first time I've come to the facilities, and uh, yeah, it's it's fantastic to see the finish, especially on the the two world rally cars here, the Fabian and, and the the Focus. Um, you know, every uh, nut and bolt that's been taken apart, everything's been uh, refurbished from the ground up, and um, it's all it's almost like a you know a service to motorsport. Of course, there's an element I think. Uh, of business where you have to make money but um for Marty you can tell the passion he has four rallying he's been involved with it for a long time and uh, you know these cars they've gone off and done other rallying in their life and for someone to take them put them back to the original how they're supposed to be factory livery everything's like brand new I think that's to be really appreciated um and you know one day these cars will probably go into their collection and, and they may never, Okay, they might take them to a show, but they'll probably never be rallied in anger again. And um, you know, for someone to to be able to show these cars off, and uh, for people to be able to appreciate them in years to come, I think is really cool. Of course, there's other cars as well, like the, the two escorts behind us. Uh, they're more, uh, let's say, for you know, the modified escort here, something a bit different. Um, I think that's really cool as well, as there is a big selection of types of motorsport cars available here um you know you've got your r5 cars that people are buying and they want to use them you've got these uh you know the classic expert here maybe someone might use it but they might just have it for, for deep sake the, the two wrc cars here there are maybe more for shows so there's a good selection and also with the parts you know as David said there's a lot of effort that goes into making sure um that they know what they have what they can offer their customers um, and yeah. It's just it's very cruel to see. Yeah. Um, and I think it's brilliant that uh, that they're doing
4: it. Yeah.
7: I think Marty, do you almost feel like you know, the weight of history, you know, be a bit
2: dramatic, but you know, they call mm-hmm. them the focus back into its
4: original liberty.
2: Getting the score of back to, you know, factory for SEGA, do you know do you get a
5: sense of history that you want to have that car back as of the way it was whenever Danny Oreo was driving a Tony Paddy Match or whoever was stepping up the car? One hundred percent. The one thing that i've always loved obviously is the Mark and <coughs> stuff uh when you have people like obviously who actually do business here was well, like personal arms which is frank frank kelly and frank's known all over the world but a great fella too and a great family and when i was always driving Mark toes i was always watching why can't i drive like frank i just realized i wasn't bloody good enough <laughs> and i wasn't as nuts as him but again Real good people, and that's what obviously, as I started off about the first Marty Eskers of Ken Graham. And Ken was lying fit in the bushwhacker in the car. And that car was 3,000 pounds. And by grabbing McGurk and me went down to look at the car. We looked at it, seen it, and I bought it. And I just got back to that on £3,000, we'll say 20 years ago, approximately, to where things are now. But from escorts, as John has said, we built this escort, Peter Bennett and Stefan, who worked with have work for Bowie Dan, done all the fabrication, we got a very good shell, we fabricated the wind high standard. We spent over a year to 16 months out in this car. Because I went round to rallies, looked on that of what I liked, what I didn't like, and I always would have a be there. Now can't do it, can't do it with my hands, but know what way things are. And Al Stewart done the wire. What a great man, like, What a great man! So helpful to me and advised me. And I says, spend what you have to spend and make it the best it can be. For example, launch control, traction control on that car no mark one escrow behind you we get that car in from belgium and it came and if you seen the car and if you see the pictures now which you can go under our website at cnm motorsport.com and you'll see all the restoration pictures but to see it now and the roger clark it's not a roger Clark car but it is a proper historic left hand drive mark one but to see it in its library now and the way it's done but again, young Peter Bennett, a young fellow and mm-hmm. who is such a good lad, and with all close respect for young Peter, but would do anything for me, and I'll do the same for him. But the health, the, uh, for such a young person, you know yourself Kevin, mm-hmm. a lot of young people today, yeah. they don't want to get out of bed, mm-hmm. but this young lad, I'm telling you, he has great hands in him and deserves all the products that he that he that they hopefully gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, from restoring uh, the smart one, building the smart two with the help of staff and then Al, and We will we're very lucky. We have a lot of good people. And our restorations, we have
4: Ronan McCrory,
5: which is our MC. Rona is nothing but a gentleman in my opinion. A great lad, one hundred percent so easy to work with. But me and him had it off from day one. And he would ring me every day and say, Marty, this is me. Right. I just said, Why are you ringing me? Get
4: right just fix it. Mm-hmm.
5: No matter what it costs, because there's no point doing half a job, yeah And the same Roman, for example, done the Skoda, as you say, after the CW Oil, like the C the Oil, yanko Peke, all these brilliant drivers, Matthew Wilson, and with Roman who restored this car, we spent approximately a hundred thousand there. But every day, Ronan would ring and say, this wee bit and I say Ronan, would you just go in there? I've on the time, and I'd say, see, can you deal with Emsport? You have a 14, will you? <laughs> and, and, and again, the lads at Emsport were very helpful too, because they did. But Ian especially helped me source a lot of bits, and get bits made. So if you get all well with people, and have respect for what you're doing. I think personally, they'll always want to help you. And we're such a good team. On our modern R5s, just as an example, we have Adam, uh, who's a part Rally team, and Peter will be well enough known. Adam would probably slightly better known, but he would run run Declan Boyle, he runs Michael Boyle, runs good lads like Mark Down, like all good drivers. But Adam to me is a real good lad too. And he will be more than helpful, those two. Every time we ring him because as David had said earlier on about parts, we're only learning all right this, on. and there's so many parts, yes. it's hard. Mm-hmm. But Adam's a good lad, and before every car is sold, it goes to Adam and it gets completely serviced, completely checked over the best we can. Yeah, the best we can. Mm-hmm. So, your answer to that is it's all
4: about having good people to be able to do the work, mm-hmm. and that's what I think. Yeah, and David, like, you know, I can still get round to head, but, you know, the, the likes of the Focus and the Hobby and that are already
2: kind of considered history. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, it is quite mad, but to get these cars
4: back to that condition, you know, the showroom where they're quite refreshed, and then the next, you know, the SR5 or whatever, that us been shaped over to the Adam These cars will be, in the future, you know, the next generation will look at these cars and think that these were the, the ultimate cars, you know. Do you
6: still get the buzz out you know, and get out and see a new festive coming in through the door or a new them Yeah, well, sometimes we might have conversations, and I would say, I can't believe I've taken a year or it's taken a year and a half. And I would think, as a business point of view, it's a lot of debt, downtown dead money and stuff like that. But then I enter, when you see them rolling through the door, and there's something they got to there. But that's yes, just across the way. Every day, I'm selling cards or looking under the back of these
4: cars here and stuff and coming from the rally back. And oh that's for sure that's for sure and like Marty, one thing i suppose you've been involved in these last few years has been sponsoring not you know like
2: yeah but you know guys coming up through the sport you know the likes of john here do you, do you
4: feel that that's helping your business because like, of getting the name out there
5: well can i be honest it probably is in that respect but i don't do it for that reason the reason why i've
4: done sponsorship
5: this last 25 years for example that in the 30 that have been batters for two or three years even before because I remember how hard it was to get a few pounds. And I also remember all the sponsors who sponsored me, me ringing them once a year or even twice a year. I remember that being well-hateful. But it had to be done for these younger people today coming up. Won't get the chance to rally or take part in whatever sport. Just an example. We have sponsored a young fella a, a Noma here called Jimmy Lyons. It's not in rallying. This motor sport and was sponsored young GMA from his six. He's now, I think, 18, oh, turned yeah. And the lad has been racing BSB. in BSBs and the superstar races. He's won Ulster championships, Irish championships. It's a bit like a staff member to me in the sense of we're close. Like, and what's very important to me is when a member of staff. Also, works for me, and you see them building the new house or moving in the house. you love to be able to say, Well, look, you work along, not for me, you work with me, you work with me, and it's lovely to see people moving onwards and upwards and getting on well in life. Mm-hmm. It's not all about me and my wife Claire you know, it's about you have to be good to people. If you're good to people, it does come back to you. Uh, the sponsorship thing is something. Maybe we do too much. My accountant would say we do too much. <laughs> John beside me, and might say you don't do, do enough. enough. <laughs> you might be enough. But John, for example, has come on this uh approximately a year ago and we've been speaking. And I didn't know John very well, but I always had a great interest in his career. I think he's one of them young lads who has an unbelievable talent. And if he ever watches in car cameras or you ever watch him in ERC? Like, we know, not CNM Motorsports, certainly not, but young John and all the good people, especially in Northern Ireland, where we live, have contributed to John. And without that, I would say John would have left himself, really, that
4: he wouldn't be real today.
5: This young lad here is a European champion, yeah.
4: mm-hmm.
5: and to have a European champion and we have again like i said young jimmy who's Austria champion irish champions you know it's mm-hmm. lovely to be able to look at hey you don't have to want everything but it's lovely somebody somebody's with so much passion for what they do that you're you're helping them
4: to achieve their dream one
5: million percent because example my mother and father helped me unreal unfortunately my mother passed away on 24th of january 2016. My father passed away on the 7th or 3rd of 3rd 2016, so within two and a half weeks, but uh, that certainly had told me, made me realise, like obviously when you don't have something mm-hmm. or something, but it made me realise that there's certainly more to life than money. But I see helping people, it's something I always would try and do no matter what, but obviously the amount of money it takes, I think John will say this. <laughs> do it we were actually having a good discussion about this earlier and he says Marty instead of what he you give me this year Any and they chance of multiplying that by five this year <laughs> but I had very quickly under the seat so I did <laughs> uh, and John will elaborate a bit more on that but the thing that I love the most is is that even though we love motorsport yeah we have motorbike young Jimmy mm-hmm. we have John who as I say it's only from the last year, he has a great lap a brilliant lap and deserves, in my opinion, a chance. Yes. Most definitely, yes. he has proved that. If mm-hmm. he hasn't proved it, yes. A couple of years he made a had a crash on the last day and different wee things. But look what he's done this year. Yes. And he never give up. And that's the say as the people I like, the people who never give up because if I was to give up though you wouldn't agree
4: Definitely
5: not. Yeah. Uh, we also sponsor Arne Johnson. Arne read that. He's been friends with us for a long, long time, friends with my family. But the thing is, John's or uh, Arne's very lucky it was me that by him sitting with me, he got the sit with <laughs> <Solberg>. <laughs> As I told him. He sat <laughs> with me. Yeah. He sat with me yeah. and uh you were the lunch <laughs> was it the makers? Because the first day I had my WRC Fiesta. And we sat and I remember getting the twenty-six overall going, I am wrong <laughs> But it was the first day we'd ever done I'd ever done left hand right. But I remember after it very quickly after it sent them uh me and you do this year and blessed asked we all agreed whenever about three or four days three or four days and everything wrong with just you're not gonna believe the kid. And I says, What kid? And he says, So what goes wrong with and I says, seriously? He says, I must have seen this in the lecture. <laughs> <laughs> so every time we see speak whatever the situation is, I always say, I was a person that you now don't you forget about me. And now I speak to pattern and Oliver at times now I always tell them that they owe me. You know they like can football
0: teams
5: <laughs> own me. And they agent now so we always have a way to laugh so mm-hmm. that's I I think you no know, as, as you said with the sponsor, look it's very important I sponsor MMA and the sponsored different things look it's hard to do it all but you have to try and help and that's if you don't help people so why do they get the chance yeah it's mm-hmm. that. just simple thing. yeah and like John
2: you know like uh, Marty was saying there like you know sponsorship is enabled we all know how expensive motorsport is like it takes care of Marty. To get you to where you are today, we you know we know we've said it before. You are one of the best talents most this island in years. You know, like
7: you need that money. You need that, that more money along with it to keep making up. Yeah, um, you, you need that support. Uh, it's it it takes a lot of budget to to rally at the highest level. You know, whether that's ERC, WRC, um, even at home to do R five stuffs very expensive. So. Uh, unless you've got, you know, your own business or your own wealth behind you, it's, it's hard to, to make it to the top level what you're aiming for. Um, so you do have to rely on, on, uh, people like Marty to, to help you out and get behind you. It's not just the finance no, though. It's, it's, it's the feeling that someone wants to help you out. I think that gives you a fire in your belly too, because you, you have to perform not only for yourself then, but someone's put their hard earned money in, in behind you to, to allow you to compete, so you want to do it for them as well. And I, that's something that I really like. Um motorsport is very hard to get sponsorship for. You know, it's not like the nineties and early two thousands where you had cigarettes and alcohol and, and everything. Um, you know, the opportunities are very hard. So um yeah, you really need those people like Marty and, and my other sponsors who have a passion for rallying, you know, nine times out of ten, the sponsorship you get for motorsport is because someone's got a passion for cars, they okay. they like rallying, um, they may have done it when they were younger. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's all about trying to create uh, connections. And um, as, as Marty said, you know, I was aware of Marty and he was aware of me, but we never really crossed paths. And uh, I think it was actually, a, I had my fundraiser in the Mayfly, uh for Greece junior WRC finale in twenty twenty two and Marty came down he helped out um you know financially uh had a good night too from what I remember Marty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a bit of a late one. <laughs> um but you know that that got the ball rolling with our relationship and uh I think you know there's there's uh, a genuine um Mutual respect and, and what Marty does with his business, and now he's ventured into the motorsport side of things. It's something that I think is very very cool, and that I really um you know have an interest in. And then on, on my side, the rallying is, is really something that I am passionate for. I want to achieve things, so it's um it's it's nice that I can take someone like Marty on that journey and provide a bit of um, you know coverage in return. Um, So I think we'll have to get you maybe to a rally next year, Marty. Get you strapped into the passenger seat, maybe. But uh, yeah, it's um. I I appreciate anyone who helps me out, especially Marty. And he doesn't have to help me out, but it's it's thanks to him that I'm able to do the ERC this year and uh, win the championship. You know, the last two three rallies, uh, um, the budget wasn't there, and I I messaged Marty, can you do something to help me? you know straight away was able to offer I me mean, something
4: that, that made a massive difference so yeah because like that's what i was about to say we've always said that, you know you have to just calm you know uh but never getting the stars to align. this year you know the stars have a line you have you know your msport performance you are marketing guys give you you know the, the power of money to make it happen and you have produced the goods Does, do you get a feeling of validation from that
7: um yeah, I, I think it, every driver does it for a different reason. I, I, I think addiction is the biggest part. You know, <laughs> it's, it's you're always chasing that that feeling, the rush, whether that's, you know, uh, how it feels on the stage, I think a big part of it is just if I can nail a stage, you get into this rhythm, uh, rhythm of rally is what I like to call it. You know, it's sub, subconscious. You just listen to the co-driver calls and you get into the rhythm and you get lost in it. Um, and if you get that feeling and then you get to the end of the stage and you've beaten uh your nearest rival or you've set a time that's really close to the rally two cars as we we're doing this year it gives you that buzz so um so yeah uh, it's it's all about just yeah the passion and, and wanting to do it and um uh, yeah i went on a bit of a tangent now yeah it's um it's it's very very nice to to be rallying that level, that's what I want to keep doing. Um, but of course, the, the hard part is the lack of opportunities in the sport. I mean, it's a brilliant sport, but there's no getting away from it. it it's hard to make a career out of it. Um, you probably count on uh, two hands, the amount of drivers who do make a full-time career out of it, uh, but you have to be in for that. And I've, I've actually really enjoyed being able to just even do the development work with the Rally 3 car. To be able to drive for them for Poland, they run what I feel is almost like a, a works team. You know the guys, the mechanics. They build the car, they develop the car, they go to the development tests. So they they've got uh, an interest. They're passionate. They want to yeah make the car as fast as possible. when you turn up to the rally, everyone's in the same direction. Um, you know everyone knows what their job is. They want want the most speed out of the car. So. Yeah, even to do that, I feel like that's that's a nice step to take. In yeah, because uh, you're, you're providing input to make the car
4: faster, to make the car better.
7: Your yeah, time. and that's something that, you know, I could have only dreamed of doing five years ago. So to be able to do it is really good. So Marty, like, you know, here you hear there, what John was saying, you know, about that passion for the sport, you know, like wanting to do better
5: and
2: to keep driving on? Like, does that, that like music to your ears, mm-hmm. I
5: suppose? One hundred percent i'm very lucky that i'm in a certain position i'm not in the position to bring john to wrc right uh, to wrc i'm not uh, i'm not in that position but i genuinely feel if you look at the drivers that have come out of Ireland, poor craig God rest what a year for his family and unreal but craig loves what you got? then you've Chris make, Mc-
8: Chris is a legend
5: in my opinion I watch all you have to do is watch Chris in Mexico I go what the hell
4: mm-hmm. I spoke
5: to Chris yesterday he's in Caroline uh to do the rally the stage was canceled last night I'm not sure but hopefully it's on today uh, but we sponsored Chris as well We think it all very well not just for Chris but his brother by and um, We've sold them a super 1600 car that Chris did before and the passion that the family have and to tell you the people uh big Robbie McGurk always told me the stories about 7 mm-hmm. the data and Chris was telling me about putting the colors in for next weekend of CIL 9999 if you remember mm-hmm. and his father who hasn't been overly well but these people I've heard all these stories a lot from Wesley and Robbie was going to rallies, and again when you get a bit older, all that stuff is it's it's important. Mm. But in reference to uh, to John, I, I want to be there to help anybody, and I know John totally respects it. And I can only well, do so much as he will know. But I think when you look at Chris, what he's achieved, Kirkay, what he's achieved, and and you look at James now, you know, these are all people of Ireland where we live, and it's great to be able to help and support the people. It's it's brilliant for the people in Portugal, uh, America, whatever. But We live here in Northern Ireland, and as far as I'm concerned, why not help and try? And let's bring, there should be far, far more Drivers and navigators, in my opinion, WRC. England is one of the biggest as a whole of Raleigh and the passion is unreal. The here, right? so <laughs> fanatic fanatical. Like the wheels. You know, so in my opinion, let's try and help a young person like John. If there's anybody out there, all I'd say is and there's a lot of good businesses in Ireland. And, and hey, I would just love to try and help him get to the next level. He's a European champion now in, uh, in Rally 3, but would it not be fantastic to get him in the WRC 2 or something like that now and get that step up? Because I believe, I honestly believe, that he's got the talent to do it. I have a son, I have two sons, and they're very good at MMA, but I see Damian. We sponsor two, so uh, I wouldn't call that sponsor, I would <laughs> call that Kevin. <giving>, but <laughs> Damien has only been at MMA for three years and only I think for two years, three months. Sport for Ireland and Prague, Italy, and as a father, as a father, I <laughs> proud. So, not only though, with my sons, I want to do it with John and different people, but it's great to be able to help them i think that's very important but maybe you only see that when you get a wee bit older too you know what i mean but i think that's very important i think david uh, we're we're very lucky with you asked a question earlier how many people work in cna mothers work there's three employed but there could be 15 that we know and that we work with about on a weekly daily basis and these people are so important to our business and Again, and without them, I, I couldn't do. We couldn't do, and without us, John couldn't do with me. He. So, hey, life's about big right. circles yeah. and yeah. helping. With
7: that I you put you,
5: then you get out. Ninety mm-hmm. percent. Not all about money. It's sometimes you have to help too. You know, when you're younger, you work so hard. Getting, you have to get married. You, you want to buy a house. It's hard to do. It, so you have to save and save and save. Then you get the house, you have children, blah blah blah. But for example, my own son's got two big titles now and I support him in any way I can, but I stay out of it because they tell me where to go. (laughs) So John, not being my son, he talks nicer to me (laughs) and I think you're all better off. So what I'm saying is i fought for him because I want to. And I love to see people as I said. Can't say that enough to be honest, and I think that's where more businesses truthfully uh-huh. I wish and would hope encourage no, others to encourage get others yeah. and, and, and maybe give a young lad like us a chance because it is difficult
0: mm-hmm,
4: for sure
5: and we we'll
2: start wrapping things up now like, like you see the fantastic chairs you have here like is there one that got away or is there one that you had that you sold and you're going to, oh why did they ever sell that you
4: look at the, the way the market's gone now I
5: am so happy
4: in reference one car um the car i bought was in silverstone options
5: i remember it very well and david and i laughed about it. um i had a scooter bought and the man let me down uh the day before and young Stewart, who also works for us which i haven't uh, put a lot in is a fantastic lad too young Stewart does all our marketing and i think that's something I had forgot about Um young Stewart is a brilliant lad 21 years of age. there on Thursday so happy birthday steward but a great job who a 78 male coming to work and going home a day and the but he markets all our stuff and he's fantastic at it but he was working with me on getting the scooter deal. so the scooter deal fell through and he says to me, he says, What about the legacy in Silverstone? And I says, You're right. I says, Have you uh put a name in so that we can bet online? So I haven't declared that stuff. So of course the young people steer he on it and they put it on at oh, half nine the next morning, whatever, and we wear it, we wear it. And we we bought the carl McRae British Championship, one in Legacy. And that car is, in my opinion, unreal. And I have to say, out of all the cars I bought, that is the car that stands right But if I hadn't got that Skoda the day before, I couldn't have bought that car because I didn't have the money because John took it all <laughs> <laughs> right so I didn't have the money so it, there's things for reasons isn't it mm-hmm. but the one that I got as you asked is <coughs> definitely the fair legacy and to be honest I didn't think I was going to get near it and I can't believe that we bought it for the price we did and that's been wild on us and that car is not for sale it's not for sale
2: so if I come in here with a blank check and says. Marty, I want to buy that. Like
5: I say, you would say, nope. If you with <laughs> uh, a blank check, I would put that many knots in of it that it would bounce. <laughs> I'd have to put a stone in it, a big one. No, certainly not at this moment. The one that got away was genuinely, and I, I, I wouldn't say I regret that. I don't regret much. You make a mistake, you make it, not that But I suppose we all need money at different times. For different reasons but was a subaru group a super impressive group a that we restored and it was the first one we ever restored with super Group A? It wasn't the worst car it was a customer's car but it was robbie like robbie mcgurk uh unbelievable man like carol was on the plus mm-hmm. a very good friend for 25 years robbie restored the car and johnny crozier done the body work on it and done the shell and Robbie rebuilt it to unbelievable standards and we had it in here and I might put a video up actually to show what we had and what did get away because truthfully I didn't even want to sell it but Kenny McKenstree come on to me and says I have a man will buy that and at that particular time uh I must have needed lock a of because when he offered the money I says all right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the subject But that is one car that I probably wish it didn't sell. Mm-hmm. So but he can't it's like nope he can't have sure. everything yeah. mm-hmm. and that's for sure. But uh no, I, I don't regret too much now because if you take a look around and look at we've got and also we have you had one in Silika, Safari Kenya in the store. We'll on the i twenty WRC. Restored, but there's very few of them in the world. We have our Skoda, which you see is restored, and we have our Ford Focus of Matthew Wilson. And we brought that over to Ford to do the whole test on it, diagnostics. And we were lucky to get pictures with Matthew and with Malcolm and roof signed and also. now there's a lot of weedlets. So look, that's what I hope. That's why I get into the Sport too because I wanted to try and start having a lot of a collection but for the prices today and the money John's looking and it looks like there's gonna be very few. <laughs> <laughs> well Marty, John and
2: David, thank you very much for t- giving us the opportunity to come up here and have a look around and have a chat, which I has been much appreciated
5: I just wanna say Kevin, thank you very much and um, the project gears. Absolutely brilliant, really, really enjoyed her time speaking to you and I think everybody else will agree and thank you very, very much for all your help.
2: We're um, going to now have a wee quick just uh, look around the Fabia WRC and the Focus WRC that's sitting in CNM's showrooms. So, I have Ollie here helped me out here with uh, holding up my, my, my cheat sheet as, as such. So, we'll start here at the Skoda WRC. Um, this car debuted in 03 and absolutely, one of the, at the time, it was a step up from the Octavia WRC. Um, stunning car. Um, Volkswagen Motorsport had a lot of help in the development of the car at the time as well. This car debuted on 03, as I say, uh, driven by the likes of Tony uh Diddy Orio, and Jana Passanen. And it then went into private hands, where it uh, was owned by Eric Weavers for a while, and then, then moved on. Eugene Donnelly used it then in Ireland here, and claimed the 2009 Irish Tarmac Championship in this car as well. So a really, really car with loads and loads of history. Um, spectacular car to this day and fully now restored back into Skoda Motorsport livery. Uh, Ronan McCrory done all the, the work on this car and it is uh, a work of art now at the moment. So so this car then was built for Henning Solberg to compete in the WRC um, Ford Focus 07 at the time but it was later upgraded to full 08 spec as well too uh, another again car completed by Ronan McCrory Motorsport as well. Uh, extremely high level of prep on it. The car has actually been returned to M-Sport as well and they have given it their full seal of approval and Malcolm and Matthew and all have sent the roof of it, um, again absolutely spectacular the way it has been restored to fall livery. Um, uh, Matthew Walson used it in the 2009 season and also another interesting fact about the car as well too, it was a car that um, Valentino Rossi used in RAC rally as well too so lots of history with this car here too as well and again the attention to detail is second to none like the car has been back to Sport, and they've given their full blessing as well too it says all about it another really interesting thing that I thought you know, was walking about the showroom was uh, there's a mark one a mark two escort and then the final incarnation the escort wrc you know the, the farewell of the escort to rally, and to see it in safari spec-, spec as well too you know which was unusual as well and then the Vatn and car on top of that as well. That just really put the shivers up to you. So, yeah. So, uh, we'll enjoy now the, the you know the three incarnations of the escort. This is the the stunning Mark one that uh, Marty references in the, in the podcast as well. Uh, absolutely stunning. The car come from Europe, and now back to full FAA historic spec. Uh, an absolutely stunning build as well. Uh, as you mentioned, it was done by Peter Bennett Motorsport as well too. Like for a young guy, Peter, the the level and the attention to detail here is phenomenal. Done up now in the Roger Clark Tony Mason colours from the six RAC Rally, uh, you know they went the uh, rally they won, which was you know front page news and all at the time. Like that was back from rallying was something special that you know when you see there like Daily Mirror sponsorship and all on the car. It really is fantastic. And this car full BDA FAA historic spec. There's absolute credit to peter
4: and everyone involved in the build of this car uh this is one of the ultimate spec 2.5 liter uh
2: class 14 mark ii escorts It's just brand new build as well again by peter bennett and one of the guys from Ben as well stefan as well too had a hand in the car 2.5 millington producing over 350 brake horsepower look at the attention to detail in around the engine bay like you could eat your dinner in around there like that's just first class and inside it's, the car's got all the toys you know launch control sequential box, six speed digital dash uh set down belt down low for ultimate uh balance you know weight balance and all that then too uh everyone, you know even the trip meter over there on the door Everything, just the attention to detail has been unbelievable it really is lightweight bonnet, uh, bonnet and bonnet and all on the car um, just a joy to look at this here. So this again, the attention to detail, full rigour suspension, six big books, you know, with a three hundred and fifty brake horsepower, mean main, and ready for, for for the road. So John, uh, we've been got a very special treat here today, I suppose. Uh, get the chance to see this car, not even off the trailer yet. Here, that's uh, such a a treat for us.
9: Yeah, it's really exciting. Um, I've actually never really seen uh, one of these cars in person before, so it'll be really good to have a look around it and uh, obviously hear that uh, engine start up for the first time. It'll be really cool.
2: So maybe you want to pop the door and show us what's inside?
9: Wow. (laughs) It's something special, isn't it? Especially in that livery. Um, And I can see a snorkel going over the top of the roof there, which means uh, it's full safari spec. Uh, so yeah, it looks really, really cool.
2: And like the two names on the side, you know, synonymous with the rallying?
9: Very much so. Um, Ari Vatnin, one of the most famous rally drivers, uh, and Fred Galler, very famous co-driver too. So, um,
2: and one of our own as well too, we should say.
9: Yeah, definitely, a very successful co-driver, so um, for sure uh, one of our heroes. And uh, yeah, the car looks really, really nice.
2: Yeah, like Fred, you know, from Northern Ireland as well, one of those guys that set, you know, like, opened the door for so many others to go through
9: that's it and we we have so many uh drivers from northern ireland and ireland that have made it into the wrc and uh yeah as you say fred was one of the ones that sort of
2: pioneered what what that was back then i like another man that sat with and too was terry harriman too another guy that was you know you know paved the way yeah 100%
9: um and uh obviously yeah sat with some of the most famous drivers in the group b era so uh yeah i think that was like the ultimate heyday to to be a, a co-driver in in the world championship
2: for sure so john get in there and fire up <laughs>
9: sounds nice. it, so, it sounds aggressive um a very cool car you know inside you can tell it's a WRC car. You got the nice sequential shifter here, um, but it's from an era where the cars were a wee bit more, let's say, rough and ready, a bit more like a almost like a tractor, if you know what I mean. And uh, of course, this is a safari spec, so it feels uh, ready to take on anything. Well, let's go for it. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: the Escort Cosworth. This probably is the uh, the best sound anti lag of the world rally cars, especially in that period. The, this was probably an evolution of the Escort W uh, Escort Cosworth rather than a completely new design. These were probably some of the last cars built in Borum before the whole Ford Works Ford operation moved to M Sport. So, you know, this is really a little piece of history. And this this particular car is the car that Ari Vatanen used and his last uh, podium in the WRC when he took third place in the Safari rally in 98. Probably should have been second. They had to take a penalty to let his uh, teammate through, Juha Kinknan, but himself and Fred Gallagher took a fine third place overall. The car then was later sold on to uh, a customer in New Zealand, Brian Green, and uh, he only used it very, very sporadically. It has undergone a complete restoration, and uh, an Italian company before it made its way here to C That's all well, you know. Thanks again to the guys there. I, I say really, really enjoyed that there myself and Ollie up there last Saturday morning. Uh, also for just when we we're talking about cnm and uh, two things there we should mention. They sponsored Chris Meek, who won the Carlisle Historic Rally there at the weekend, too. Fantastic run. First time in the escort in don't know how many years. And then also Aaron Johnson in the Central European rally came up this weekend. Connor who run for the penultimate round of the WRC at this stage. Um title we'll not decided yet, but it's it's certainly look as if it's going back to Finland again this year.
3: Uh, yeah, it's looking like it. Like you could certainly say Cali's got one hand on the trophy, but you know anything could happen and Elvin could just steal in there between, you know, this round and then the final round in Japan, there's still all to play for. You know, you can't rule Elvin out at this stage. No, and I suppose the good thing about the Central European rally is
2: it's new to everybody as well, too, you know, so that, you know, that gives so many more opportunities.
3: It does. Absolutely. Listen, you know, it levels the playing field for everybody. Um, Now, I mean, on Shakedown today, what terry was quickest followed by cali so you know cali's stamping his mark there but um you know it's unknown and i think the weather could play a part as well forecast is a bit mixed so we all know what happens on wet slippy tar and mm-hmm. anything could happen yeah yeah and like uh Titanic, you know like you know the last, the last time you spoke to Jamie, like
2: they're going they're targeting two more ones before the end of the season you know so they're they must be getting
3: in there feeling you know fairly confident as well too Yeah, well, look, the Puma has improved on tarmac. uh, It was third quickest on the the shakedown as well. So, you know, they're there, thereabouts. I suppose it'll just depend on the stages, whether how much is about top end speed. If they're flat, wide open, then, you know, the Puma might struggle a little just for that extra couple of, you know, brake horsepower. But other than that, if it's down to wet, slippy with a lot of pollution on the roads, you know, no better man than Tannock. That's for sure. That's for sure. And, you know, there's quite a bit of Aries under
2: as well as are out there this weekend as well, too, with a few others.
3: Absolutely. Listen, we've got Josh and Fuzzy are out there. Eamon Boland and MJ are out in the C3 again. Great to see them back out in the tarmac. They really have settled into that C3 and are loving the Citroen. Mm-hmm. And then um, we've got Connor Wilson and Sean Marsh, you know, tackling the event as well. And, and Connor Wilson was on the podcast there
2: a couple of weeks ago, too, you know, and like he was really looking
3: forward
4: to it
2: that time. So, like, for
3: such a, you know, A guy in such a limited experience, this is going to be the the Rally of a lifetime. It is. And, you know, he's competing in a Fiesta Rally 4, so it'll be very interesting to see, you know, how he gets on and how, you know, as he beds into the event, what his times are like, you know, in comparison to the other Rally 4 class. But, uh, you know, should be good. Nice, clean tarmac event for him. And, uh, you know, would have have very high hopes. Yeah, for
2: sure, for sure. And then closer to home, we have the Fastnet on this weekend. You know, the title decider for between uh Callum and Josh. Like we've seen this year, like the, the battles they've had, and no doubt the the fast net's going to be the, the latest installment of that as well.
3: Uh, look, it's been nip and tuck, you know, between the, the, the national championship and the, the Irish tarmac championship, the two of them have fought it out on the lanes and the roads of Ireland. Um, you know, tenths of a second here. and it, it, it's just been amazing. Um, you know, for Callum. Obviously, he wants to do the double, his first chance to do it. Josh, he's not, you know, not. he's well, well he's title, well-seasoned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He wants to retain the title. Um, So it'll be very interesting. And I think this is the first time, what, since 2018, it's gone down to the wire. It's actually, you know, the final event will decide it.
0: Yeah,
2: you know, this could go down to the last corner of the last stage. of Any of the events this year has been nothing to go with.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And another Interesting entry on that is uh Eamon Kelly is seated, I think, number five in the polo. So I'd mm-hmm. be very curious to see how Eamon, you know, he's got a lot of experience under his belt, um, this year competing internationally. So it will be interesting to see, you know, what how much it's upped his game, how much speed he's he, he's gained from you know the experience of competing abroad,
2: yeah. And as well as that, too, another MI Rally Academy guy is Patrick O'Brien there as well, too. You know, like we know, Patrick's pace on gravel and we've seen these paces on Tarmac and Galway, but he's you know, another year, you know, with all that MA Academy experience, he's rounding WRC and he's got he's the ERC outings uh, as well too. So interesting to see what these guys bring to the party. That's for sure. Absolutely. Listen, they'll, they'll be in the mix. All right. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. And then also the, the finale of the BRC this week we have too, as well, uh, the Cambrian rally. And, you know, again, BRC, maybe not huge numbers, but like, there's a there's a junior British title to be decided there. And it's going to come this the they receive one more dollar.
3: It is yeah, huge fight, a lot of pressure on Kyle White and, and Kyle McBride, you know, one of the two of will clinch this. Um, So it, again, it's who can keep the head who can have a clean event and and who can rack up, you know, the, 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 the stage wins.
2: Mm-hmm. And like, you know, a good, good few other Irish competitors over there compete at the weekend as well too.
3: Absolutely. We've young Jack Brennan, there's Keelan Grogan, we've Aoife Rafter, he's back out again, we've Jack Harris, and then we've Alan Carmichael, that he's already clinched the national BRC championship, but he's back out again then with Claire Williams.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And the good one other then is
3: Hannah Davidson is sitting on yes. with
2: Gary Pearson as well. And I get a chance to catch up with Hannah, and we've got the whole story about her, you know, her Scottish Rally Championship campaign and also her thoughts ahead of the or the Cambrian this weekend. Hannah, uh, we spoke to you earlier in the year and you just celebrated your first one in the SRC. Um, It's been a busy, busy year since.
8: Yeah, it's been really busy. That feels like a lifetime ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's been really busy. It's been an amazing year. Um, Didn't know what to expect at the start of this year. Um, Didn't really have anything lined up two weeks prior to the first round in the SRC. And then it all just kind of took off and, so some of it you could call the jock effect, and <laughs> people, people start noticing you whenever you're getting those sort of results. And um, yeah, I've had some amazing opportunities, and I'm feeling really, really lucky. And um, even at you know October, I didn't have much on, and then now I've been out and did really well in mull and um finally src last weekend night with gary pearson in the cambrian next weekend and maybe a few more events before the end of the year hopefully so yeah it's been it's been really busy and um i hope it continues that way yeah
2: and like what a year yourself and joke have had in the the scottish rally championship like you know maybe a a, a championship that maybe sort of a wee bit on below the radar but i think this year has really brought it back to the fore of you
8: yeah definitely i mean it's been so competitive this year and whenever um the src rounds have mixed with rounds that are in the BTRDA as well or you know BTRDA people come up or you know even British Championship level and you know the pace is is fantastic and I think it has turned a few heads this year and, and maybe a few people will be looking at it for next year um, and yeah it's, it's been really good you know it's a lovely lovely Championship to be a part of all the um, committee members and people involved with the Championship are so friendly and they're all you know they're so approachable it's not like a kind of closed off um, thing and yeah, they're all all fantastic, and the work they put in, and they make it really professional, and all their sort of post event videos and everything like that. It's just fantastic, and a real pleasure to be a part of, and fun to be around. Yeah,
2: and like fun to be around, Joe Armstrong, like two things that sort of go hand in hand. Like you know, so committed on the stages, but really seems to enjoy himself off the stages as well.
8: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he takes everything really seriously, and you know, we put a lot of work into our notes and. Um, we analyse everything after events and everything like that. And, you know, he is so, you know, experienced at what what he's doing. You know, his, his experience really shone through last weekend on the Carlisle stages. Um, the first stage, unfortunately, hit a big rock. And that that was basically the end of our championship. That's what, what ended it. Um, although we continued on to finish the event, but it was only through Jock's experience. He knew what happened, you know, on the on the bottom arm and stuff like that and drove around it and you know there was a few people um who maybe said at service that you know maybe you shouldn't continue and you know x y and z but um jock carried on he knew what he was doing he knew what he was dealing with and was able to drive around it and yeah credit to him his experience is amazing and i've learned so much from him this year and like i've been able to put it into other people that i've been driving with and it's uh it's just been an absolute pleasure to to go drive for him i still pinch myself every time i sit beside him
2: yeah, and like you know, I suppose like that's you know the wise old head that he has on the shoulders. Like, yes, that you know the championship was probably over, but you never know what happens to the other guys, you know. Like so, you know, it's never over till it's over.
8: Yeah, that's it. I mean, going into the last stage, um, I'm pretty sure the results were pretty patchy because it's killed her, But <laughs> yeah. but I'm pretty sure going into the last stage that Michael Benny was leading. Um, the SRC section of the rally, which in if Michael had won and David had come second or third or whatever, I would still have won the co-drivers championship. Um, but sadly, Michael um, ran out of road in the last stage, and David won. Um, so yeah, I think. And John Wink was also up there putting in fantastic times. So, you know, really, really proud of John over the weekend. And nearly they had a fantastic event. And um, but yeah, ultimately it went to David and tough as it was at the time to take after leading the championship all year right literally down to the last stage I think it's just testament to what fantastically competitive championship that that it is.
2: Yeah because like that you know that as you say like you know the experience that you've gained this year like the, you know how much you have developed over the past year as well like that's only going to benefit you long term.
8: Yeah I mean well I started off the year I did the Malcolm <clears throat> Wilson Alley with Gary and Pearson because Dan Barrett his regular co-driver um, wasn't available and I'm sitting with Gary again in the Cambrian on the last weekend because Dan's out in Central European rally. And I hope that Gary Gary sees a, a big improvement in in me and how I how I go about things. And you know, um, I definitely feel as if, you know, I've really, really improved. I'd like to think I think you should always feel as if you've improved even from your last event, never mind from this time mm-hmm. last year. Because so if, if you don't, you're 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 missing something, you're not doing something right. Um And I think a big eye-opener for me was this year when I went to Mull. Last year when I went to Mull, it was the first time I competed on the event, although I'd been going for nine years. Um, And last year I was so, so incredibly nervous. And I was, you know, I wasn't performing well because I was so nervous. I was letting that take over because I just wasn't confident in what I was doing. And this year I went and I would have to say... I was I surprised myself. I didn't feel any nerves really. I was just so excited and really looking forward to it, really confident in what I was doing. And yeah, I'm you know, I'm really, really proud of what we achieved on Mull and Scott did a fantastic job in, in the Evo. I seem to be the woman for underdog cars and underdog cat. <laughs> <laughs> but sure everybody
2: loves the underdog, you
8: know. So. I don't know what going on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean that for me. I, was really good to go there and prove myself no look you can do this you can do it without the nerves and you know I always look up to, to the people like Paul Beaton and people like that they did it for years and they just look as if they're not even phased by it and that's how I genuinely felt this year without trying really um and I hope this again on the Cambrian, I can I can do the same and, and enjoy it and and do really well and you know I'm really good friends with Gary and we, we spend a lot of time through the year working on notes and going to events and different things. And yeah, I'm really, really looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, and maybe we'll just touch on Mull there. I spoke to like Fergus Barlow last week and like I have never experienced the event. It, it, it has become like so much bigger than the Mull Rally. It's become like an epic adventure. Is it yeah. ever, is it everything we see? Like you're more like, <laughs> Fergus is, you know, it's his home rally and everyone else. So he, he has his own stall to set out. But is it everything that, that we see and more?
8: Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, um, this year was my tenth year attending the event, my second year competing. Um, but you know, I'm I'm slightly biased as well because I got married. <laughs> <them all. laughs> um, I love it. It's my it's definitely my happy place. Um, you know, I, I it's set foot on the island, and it's like, oh. Um, so uh, it's, yeah, I'm biased as well, but it's a fantastic event. I mean, Richard Crozier does an incredible job at organising that event. You know. It really is the task that he takes on annually to organise that event. I mean, he'll probably be starting to organise it for yeah, 2024, yeah. I would say, in the next few weeks. And, you know, it's just, it's a credit to him, really. It's a fantastic event. So well-organised. Stages are just second to none. And, and you know, the format where you're out rallying at night, out to the day, out rallying at night again, out till all hours. And, yeah, it is it is very, very special. I don't know many people that have been to Mull and, and not liked it. yeah.
2: Like, you know, that you know, when we talked touched on it last week. The BRC guys all seem to really love it. You know, it's a completely different challenge for them as well, too. So yeah, uh definitely has to be on the bucket list. So yeah, the, the last round of the BRC, Gary Pearson and the polo, like you talked about how much you've improved throughout this year. Gary really has took to the left hand drive, to the polo, everything this year. He he has developed so much as a driver this year as well.
8: Yeah, definitely. It's it's been an absolute pleasure to watch his, you know, the amount, I can't stress, the amount of work that Gary puts in and all the team put in behind the scenes, um, it really is a credit to him. And it's just it's just absolutely fantastic on the track rod to see his times there and see all that work paying off. And it really was a pleasure to be part of the team. And, you know, Dan with him and the the knowledge and experience and teaching that Dan has brought with notes and everything like that. You know, I'd say if you lifted a set of our notes from the start of this year compared to now, gary would chuck them in the bin <laughs> but um yeah it, it's it's been fantastic and you know I hope that can continue on into the Cambrian and into 2024 and you know he, he really is a, a very very strong 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 um contender hopefully in the 2024 season in whatever championship that might be yeah
2: he um, seems to be one of them kind of guys it doesn't matter where he is he he seems to be I'm happy to go and compete anywhere and be on equal terms with anybody. Do do fear, do we?
8: Yeah, no, he's he's loved it this year, and I mean, he just loves the pool. I'm really excited to have a go on the pool. I've never been yeah. in the pool of R five um so yeah can't wait for that and you know melvin and the team are just absolutely fantastic such a good team and such a pleasure to work with yeah. um so yeah it's going to be a really good weekend and hopefully not too wet uh, in north wales
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't know about that <laughs> <laughs> and then you know like this year like is it 19 rallies you think you've done so far this year and they like, took you to the length, of the length of england scotland wales and an event here in Ireland. way for after as part of the mi rally academy team as well.
8: Yeah, it was, it was so good to come home. I haven't competed at home since the Cirque of Ireland in, I don't know, 2013 maybe? <laughs> it was a very long time ago. I'm um, but it was a pleasure to come over and, and be back at home and i forgot how laid-back Irish rallying was. <laughs> I uh, rocked up to the, the first control, which was Park for me Out, and there wasn't even a clock. And I was like, Okay! <laughs>
2: Is this how it's going to roll, kind (laughs) of thing? Yeah,
8: different, but oh, it was really, really good. And you know, Aoife is just fantastic. You know, she's so determined, so driven, and so committed in the car. She really, really, really impressed me. Um, there was a really, really bumpy section, um, down a big, long street, um, and it was a horrible, nasty section. The car kept stepping out, but she just pulled another gear and got on with it. She was just fantastic. She's Mm -hmm. and a pleasure to be around. I mean, we had such a laugh and um yeah she's a good girl and i think she'll go far excellent
2: excellent. yeah because like you know like you got a wee taste of the whole mi rally academy like what the you know the the work that's going on behind the scenes like the 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 way them you know the guys and girls are going into the event the prep that they're doing before they they get to the event and the level that they're going to be at this it's phenomenal
8: yeah it's incredible i mean most of ireland are just doing an impeccable job at the minute you know it's it's really amazing and and lovely to watch you know it's great to see everyone's progress and you know Josh and you know that yeah. everyone's just going up and up and up the levels and you know that the work if you don't pay in the work pre-event you can't expect to be good on event and yeah. you know that is you can I think it was Rory Kennedy said once you can win an event from behind a desk and that's very very true yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on event and off event <laughs> yeah
2: uh-huh. well, that makes a lot of sense yeah uh-huh. and I suppose and before we finish like the disappointment last weekend you didn't you know you didn't claim the title but there was a, a nice moment for you yourself in in the car you spotted your father at the side of the stage
8: yeah yeah it was lovely I didn't know he was gonna um be on the stage um so I just kind of spotted him at the last minute and that that was just just wonderful I didn't know at that point that I'd won or lost the championship and you know that that made my day it was it was just amazing and you know I mean we nearly went in the ditch at that corner but <laughs> watch my in car on Facebook I can hear me saying not here not here <laughs> and then that last it was from there I think it was like three minutes to the end of the stage and you know I could just tell that Jock was just loving every minute and he was just chucking it in and just loving driving the car and I tried really really tried to soak it all in and you know because moments like that are really special I think the other moment like that for me this year was getting to do stages in the dark at the Galloway Hills. So Jock's home forests that you know he's been in for the past twenty. I think that was his thirtieth Galloway Hills start, so thirty years, and getting to do those stages at night with him. That was just you know I remember thinking at the time, you are very very lucky, Hannah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think you know. Let's be fair. The, the Subaru shouldn't not have been fighting with the you know the latest technology R five rally two cars like. You know it's so you know outdated in comparison to get the times and get the pace that you yes, were at this, this the whole year is just phenomenal it shows uh, that you know the talent of the guy and like if yeah. he's competed in like you know the yellow hills for 30 times he's no spring chicken <laughs>
8: No, yeah, I mean, the old Subaru she does well. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and I mean, you know, we've had fantastic support this season. We've had um, MRF tyres and, you know, they've been fantastic. Jerry at MRF and all the the boys, they've they've just been fantastic. And um, yeah, I think we've had kind of, Jock had a new co-driver. He had the old scooby, MRF tyres. You know, everyone was at the start of the year, everyone's like, oh, what's Jock doing? But we got the results. We have two wins and we were winning the championship all year. So, yeah, I don't think there's um, anything to be sniffed at there.
2: Definitely not. Well, Hannah, we we'll look forward to your next adventure. You know, it's a few, uh, so six or eight weeks before the end of the year. There could be a few more adventures in 23, but no doubt there'll be plenty more in 24.
8: I hope so, yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm hoping to maybe get out to Europe maybe next year and do some bits out there. We'll see. Apart from that, I don't have anything lined up. I'd love to be back in the Scottish Championship, but um, we shall see.
3: <laughs> Fantastic to hear from Hannah. And uh, certainly I think it's a watch this space. There, there's more to come there before the end of the year. Um, and just before we move off, just with regard to speaking to the Cambrian, one entry that, that certainly has jumped out for me is Max McRae and Cameron Fair. Max is out for the first time in an R5 um so it'll be really curious to see how he gets on what sort of times he sets probably good to maybe see how he gets on you know compared to tom cave and uh no pressure on max like he's coming from a a rallying dynasty you know between jimmy and alistair and obviously colin you know i'm sure there's a lot of pressure on the shoulders but uh it'll be interesting to see how he gets on okay um and another person that'll be very interested to see how he gets on. Uh, the fastnet rally, we have uh, Eddie Doherty is taking part also in an R five, and uh, Kevin, you had a chance to catch up with Eddie. Yeah,
2: is out for the first time, and uh, also in a Skoda at uh, this yeah. weekend as well too. You know, like so. Uh, Eddie says it's going to take me. Says hopefully by the middle of next year. I think I think Eddie's style sits the uh sits four wheel drive. He's very fast, very smooth. Um, I think he'll be on the pace much sooner than that there, but interesting now to see how he's on um uh, so i think we'll hear from Eddie so Eddie Doherty, um Modified Thermite Champion in uh, 2023 um fantastic year you had really
1: yeah i suppose Kevin um it's been a great year um we started the year with probably um a bit of an opinion of just getting through the first few rounds and uh seeing where we're at compared to the rest of the boys but uh no luck in the long run uh, it worked out well for us we kept on we kept on the road and our players improved on each event so i not happy to get there
2: yeah and like toward, you know like as you say maybe at the start of the year you may be a bit of an unknown quantity in the modify but with every round you know and, and especially towards the end of the year the pace was really there like you were consistent throughout the year but the pace was there from the you that you were able to push on and you know the like cork and uh, a couple of rallies and you, you know you had great results overall as well
1: yeah look I suppose um Clarity International was really our tournament point. really. I think we're able to pick up the base a small bit more there. It's probably a rally well it's definitely my favourite rally of the year and um we are able to push on. It's probably the stages I know like the most and uh no I think we finished I think it was seventh overall and second in the national to Gary Geern. So from then on like we really pushed on. We went into in big or to leash then we won that. Um Ravens rocked then was two weeks after that and early the two wheel drive up until a puncture in the last two kilometres mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh, Look, that's the joys of the show as well. But overall, no great year. I had the Southern Four Championship done as well, so uh, no,
2: happy that. Very good, very good. And then, you know, at the weekend there just passed, we had the, the termite Championship Awards, know, and a great night to look at things.
1: Yeah, no, look, it was a great night. Um, it was great to have everyone together, especially say on my own behalf. Uh, either uh, parent that had a, Health issues throughout the year then as well. So that, that uh, he got the all clear there last Tuesday. So um, no, it was great. It was a great, uh, great weekend by all, and um, really enjoyed it. Great to have family and friends there.
2: Yeah, and like uh, Gary McAvoy from McAvoy Motorsport, like you know, sponsored the, the modified championship this year as well too. I think so that has kind of brought a better focus on the the modified as well.
1: Yeah, look, I think like it's always the same. I think like the modified is. Is where people want to watch and want to be, and I think, uh, look, I know I'm probably after making it to an hour five, but I think even still when I see like an S par coming and I probably get a bit of boost as well at the same time. So, um, no, look, it's a great championship, and we really thoroughly enjoyed it, and the group of lads that are around you, which as well, the crack you have, and uh, it's a great championship, and I definitely recommend it to anyone at all, like um, especially the group of lads that are around you that will help you no matter what situation. Uh, I think the start and that Alan Mike Howard's up. On its side, West Clark, there was someone else's car up on its side. Look, it's great. It's
2: great. Yeah. I think you know, what other sport you get it, you know, that isn't that fantastic thing about rallying, and especially the Irish rally. Every man, you know, once to one on the stages, but between the stages the crowd's good and they'll do it for you as well.
1: Yeah, look, and I think it really stands out in the modified, life. Um and it doesn't matter who you are, what you are who you think you are or anything like that. Everyone pulls in together and uh, no, that's uh, definitely the most enjoyable part for like for me anyway.
2: Yeah. And you alluded to there like a change of car, so the fastnet coming up this weekend. Um and you a new, new scooter on the way. Have you had a chance to have a drive in it yet? And what's your thoughts early on?
1: Yeah, so we had um, a test there Friday and Saturday morning. Uh, they're just gone. and um, completely different. Um trying to get used to the speeding carrier on the corner, but um that and probably the pace notes adjusting the pace notes to suit the speed and stuff like that is going to be a big thing for me but um, no i really looking forward to the challenge I think i will suit my driving style a bit more as well Um, as it's, like I'm probably a bit more neat and tidier than the rest of the model but <laughs> um, no I'm really looking forward to the challenge and I suppose look our plan is uh, more for next year but we want to get out at the start of the year or the end of this year to see where we are and what we have to work for in the next couple of months
2: yeah, and like, uh, uh, I'm guessing, is the school that she left on drive, is that, does that bother you, are you happy enough
1: to, to go either side of the car? Yeah, no, look, it didn't seem too bad uh, last weekend. Um, it didn't seem that much of a difference, really, to be honest. I think with your concentration and you're in it, it's not too bad. Look, I I know for sure the times there next weekend might say different, but uh, no, at straight away, I'd say after the first 20, 30k, I felt comfortable, so... Uh, no, look next weekend is just a starting point and um, we want to see where we're at and uh, hopefully we can push on and make uh, changes from there on
2: yeah and like you know we've seen how successful the, you know the scooter is on wrc and the erc routes like up until this year it's never really clicked here in ireland you know like patrick o'brien's probably been you know the guy that has made it more prominent here like, they are a fantastic car
1: yeah, look, that's really what stands out to me was if you look the ERC or WRC rounds in the last two or three years. It's called as uh, you could probably say dominated a long time. Um, I think Dirtfish as well have a little um, ride up there, and I think has the most wins, the most reliability, and uh, for me anyway, just probably in the business run as well. That, that doesn't lie. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it was an easy enough to go, and um, the car only has six rallies done as well at the same time, so it's uh, relatively fresh. So look it's definitely I suppose it's probably a bit of a gamble as well and no one's tried it here and you're probably working by yourself and looking for setups but um look I'm looking forward to the challenge and I don't think while well, judging from our tests and other people after driving it it doesn't seem to be too far away so uh
2: no looking forward yeah and like you know whenever you look at something like the Barnum rally you know like a, a rally that's probably the most similar in characteristics to Irish car like they, they normally they, they think this year it was.
1: 10 out of the first 11 places was all got schools, so like the, the capabilities are there yeah the capabilities are there um i don't think probably the car that we're after getting there now is an EVA model i think captain mccourt is the only one that had one here and i think he only had it for two rounds i think with circle Earn and clarney there last mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. so um i think it's a bit different say to the car that patrick o'brien would have in uh geometry and stuff like that as well right. so Mm-hmm. It's completely new, but then again, like uh, the Volkswagen Group, I'm sure the Polo and the Fabio aren't too far away as well in some, in some regards.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we all know how good the Polo is. So, like, uh, the Fastnet, like, um, like an event that you look forward to?
1: Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's just to uh, try to get the cobwebs off. Um, to be honest, the Car20 seems like six months ago. <laughs> it's <laughs> um, mad, isn't it? Yeah, like
2: it's, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's <laughs> absolutely mad. It feels like I haven't been in a rally car since March. But um, I suppose it was just the summer was so packed between Donegal, rock in the Killy, and that um, that's just the way it's feeling. But no, looking forward to just seeing where Murat and see uh, see can we adjust throughout the weekend. And but looks of things about the weather, that's going to play a massive part on it as well. Mm-hmm. Like a, I see there's supposed to be massive showers and stuff there as well. So our plan is just to tip around, see what we can do, and uh, try to build on it. Um. We might, there, I think there's a rally on in Yorkshire then the weekend after Clarny, so we might try that as well just to yeah. get some mileage up.
2: Yeah, and the good thing about a national round is, it's the, you know, the three stages done the three times, so you can go out and do your three stages. You know, if you feel like there's any wee changes you can make, you can try them to see if they make a difference over the three stages. So that, that's probably a good test.
1: Yeah, the, the national rounds, I think, I know I don't determine the tournament champion this year, but I really enjoyed the national rounds that I did do. Yeah. Um, it was uh, probably a bit more laid back and it wasn't as intense as what the tarmac is. Um, as you said, setup changes and stuff like that would be a massive help to us. And if we get around on one loop, it, like you're not too far back around and you can start changing stuff. So uh, no, it will definitely help us.
2: Excellent, excellent. And like you know, we see how you know how fast the you know the two top guys there are the top guys in the tarmac championship. So like for you it's probably you know, you you know you know you're not gonna be on that ultimate pace straight away. But even to to be able to see who you're at and, you know, and relevant to them, I suppose, is what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. No, look, it's just, as I said, I, I think I said to Ryan Lachlan like, on Friday or Saturday, I said, it's grand and how do you feel comfortable, but unless you have a time and a clock beside you, you don't know where you're going. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's the big thing for us, is try to put a time on the board somewhere there. And if we're 20 seconds off, well, at least we know we're 20 seconds off and yeah. we know what we have to work to, so... We were the same to start of this year. Um, I think Kevin was taking 15, 20 seconds of stage office in Galway, and then by the time Clarny came over there, not far away, like except yeah. for his madness my hyperion, but
0: <laughs> other than that, <laughs>
1: yeah. um, all was good.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, uh, what is your your initial impression of the school? And like, you know, we keep, you know, uh, the people we talk to on here, they keep saying about, you know, these are five cars. You, you never really get, you know, there. Obviously, yes, there's a limit to them but there's so you know compared to an escort there's so much more there like for especially corner speeds and all that you know probably outright acceleration and things like that the escort probably takes it but it's the corner and speed the braking capability of these
5: cars
1: yeah like for me it's really how it handles jumps um and just the uh, choppiness, um, I couldn't get over it there on Saturday. We we're on some bit of a choppy road, and the whole way through, just don't lift and she'll take it. Like, it's just absolutely like amazing on what way they can take it. Um, corner speed as well, they're very, for, say, forgiving as well, uh, compared to an Escort. If an Escort snaps, it snaps. While an R5, I think you can just keep in the boot and she'll pull her way out as well at the same time. So, no, look, it's it's going to be completely different. But, uh, no, I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Are you any thoughts
1: ahead of the next season or is this kinda a uh, tip your toe and just to see how it goes? Yeah, no, look, I think our plan is to do the time at Championship next year. Um that's the the like the main plan and then if we can fit in maybe a uh, European rounder or two then as well with that. Um but look we'll see how things go. Uh, as we said this weekend is a start but, and uh, we can start making plans from there. Um but it's really to get up to the pace as quickly as we can. But I know we won't be there straight away i'd say like middle of next year if we're going to be there thereabouts back in the third or fourth because i think Callum and josh are off by themselves but look we'll keep on aiming
2: so thanks very much there to um that is season or season two episode 33. please like share rate, subscribe all those things once again uh also shameless plug <laughs> uh, this weekend uh, at some point we will have the legends talking about legends uh, we clue there for you, a bit cryptic and all that there, but that hopefully should be out Sunday evening. So that's that's a very interesting chat, real good fun, I have to say I really enjoyed recording that one. So that'll be something to look forward to probably on Sunday night to look at things in a way. So that's it now. So until the next time, take care, speak soon and bye. <laughs>